They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. Here with my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punicana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rottermill. I know it. <laughs> also, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd. What were you, the, what was your other nickname? The voice that runs the place. The voice that runs the place. Uh, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Budapest, Hungary. Thank you for coming all this way from Eastern Europe. Tough travel, you know, yeah. holiday season. It's tough <laughs> yeah. travels. I'm gonna wear <laughs> yeah, before we get into Survivor Series, real quick, we want to mention that Alo and I, with friend of the show Derek McCauley, did a review of NXT TakeOver Toronto that is available on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Also, if you have not yet listened to or watched Paul Carboni's Matt Madness Unsanctioned Tribute to the Ultimate Warrior, Check that out on YouTube as well as Wait, Podbean. Ron, yes. When you plug that, you gotta do it. You got you gotta do it correctly. Okay. What's the correct? It's the tribute to the ultimate warrior. <laughs> All right, you're right. I don't have. A, I'm not. I can't do the fink over no. here. But I appreciate the, that you gave me some fink. I always enjoy hearing fink. Uh, if you can, if you want to hit me with it one more time during the show, I would appreciate. You need it, it again. Yeah. One more time during the show. The ultimate warrior. <laughs> Have you been rehearsing that? Or no. no? <laughs> it, it just happens naturally. He's sitting in his mirror with the bald head. <laughs> the bald head. There's the certain bald names bald that Fink hits beautifully, and mm-hmm. that was one of them. That is one of them. That is a great. Yeah, my personal favorite is still Intercontinental oh, okay. Champion is my yeah. favorite. Intercontinental. Yeah, certain he words, hit, he just hits perfectly. He hit every syllable in Intercontinental. <laughs> not, a, not a syllable. That was, was uh, yeah, not missed. Not not one was any less important than the other. I wonder if he sat home at his breakfast table and just <laughs> named things in that, that kind of voice, kind of continuating, like, these are some heads. <laughs> I, think, I think he probably did. I would have if I was Fink. Uh, but like I said, Survivor Series. I don't know how much everybody was necessarily looking forward to Survivor <clears throat> Series. I think we all were. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the biggest social media, the biggest... Fan reaction came to the quote-unquote main event between Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Was that a main event? It was in the last spot. Um, I feel like I'm in the minority with my absolute hatred of it. I think, okay, I ultimately predicted Goldberg to win. Well, did I change your mind? You did. Well, you, you you changed my mind based on the idea that if Goldberg won, we wouldn't have to do it again. So I said, you know what, fine. And I thought that there was a chance Shane McMahon would interfere on behalf of Goldberg, and it would make sense. Did not happen. To me, you spent two years, two-plus years, building Brock Lesnar as the most fearsome monster the WWE has ever seen. He ragdolled John Cena. He killed Dean Ambrose. You know, he threw Seth Rollins around. He knocked cr- out Randy Orton. Randy Orton, he crushed Randy Orton. He defeated, he broke the streak. He did all these things. In theory, you're building this guy up to create somebody for the future. I personally thought it should have been Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania. 
they could have really catapulted Dean Ambrose with that. Instead, they sent him back three months by getting killed by Brock Lesnar. Probably more than that. Yeah. So now, not only do they give that spot to Goldberg, who hasn't been there in 12 years, who doesn't care, who is not going to be meaningful to WWE after WrestleMania, probably. He's got one more title run. Yeah, they, they gave that to him. And not only did they have him beat Brock... They had him Squashed beat Brock him. in 90 seconds. It wasn't even an 85, it wasn't 85 even seconds. match in, in any form or fashion. So Brock is the most dominant person we've ever seen. And then Goldberg, who's 50 years old, who hasn't done it in 12 years, defeats him in less than a minute and a half. To me, it was asinine. They really they ruined something that they had that could have actually been beneficial to someone else. I re- I get, I'll give them credit for two things. One... That it was a rare occasion when, when the match ended, I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, I was legitimately shocked. And the people I was watching with, legitimately shocked. I assume both of you probably were legitimately shocked. Yeah. more annoyed than anything. <laughs> you, you did not, most people did not see that coming. So I'll give them credit for a surprise. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. And the other thing I'll give them credit for is they got a lot of mileage out of it on social media. Other than that, though, this is a, th- a case of it's benefiting. What's the saying? You know, te- give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime, or whatever. Paraphrasing, I guess. Teach a man to fish, he probably doesn't come home. <laughs> yeah, but basically, you gave somebody this for very instant gratification, and then when Goldberg goes away again, what he gained by beating Brock Lesnar is now gone. If they gave that to Dean Ambrose or Seth Rollins or any AJ Styles or anyone, you have now set them up for the the, the distant future. So I just don't think they really accomplished anything with no, it. No, I mean, and when you care about the next Brock Lesnar match, I mean, what are you going to put into it? I mean, you just got jobbed by Goldberg, who hasn't been wrestling for a decade. And I, quite frankly, it was nostalgia to see him back, but I didn't care for him. I don't need him to be in the picture. I don't need him to make another title run. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Alo. I'm going I'm to garnish a lot of heat for this. Okay. I loved it. Okay, what did you love about it? Okay, because we all say that pro wrestling is about the moments, and that's mm-hmm. what sucks you in. And we all know that none of us wanted to see this match because we all remember WrestleMania 20. W- just because WWE chops it up makes it look good doesn't mean it's good. Mm-hmm. We all remember that match. We didn't, want even, we didn't even want to see this match. But this match was about him being portrayed as a superhero, and... It was for nostalgic purposes and for his son to see him wrestle because his wife and his wife and son never saw him wrestle. So what they did was they brought back the nostalgic version of Goldberg for his son and his wife and the younger kid, younger audience and the older fans that loved them. They, they were able to see Goldberg for what he actually was. And like we all, like you said, pro wrestling is about moments. And that moment beating Brock Lesnar in vintage Goldberg fashion. I think that was, the, that was a smart move by WWE. So his son and and the older fans they get what they remember about Goldberg because they don't nobody wants to remember WrestleMania 20 and and that's how, and that's being Goldberg's last send off. Now to what you were saying, I agree a hundred percent. Now I'm, I might I, it may sound like I'm contradicting myself, yeah. but I, I I understand what they did, but it's about who they did it against because you could have had him do this against. Anybody else, but Brock Lesnar, you said the guy who's been a monster since WrestleMania 30 after he beat The Undertaker, 
He destroyed Punk. Well, the man hasn't really even been pinned since WrestleMania 29. So he destroys Cena. He dis- he beats Punk. He beats Ambrose. All of us on this show said Dean Ambrose should have won. No, There was no question about it. Dean Ambrose may have been world champion after that. But the th- things could have been a lot different had he had beaten Brock Lesnar. And I don't know why you would do that to Brock Lesnar. I understand that you built him up. But, like, so the answer to Brock Lesnar er, is a 49-year-old Goldberg. My thing is, this, the is white not, this is not the match you want to see as your main event. This is not what you want to see happen. In your main, the pay-per-view was built as a four-hour pay-per-view. It ended like a half hour early. And left <laughs> us, I mean, I was kind of just angry because this is not what I want to see yeah. as your so-called main event. Yeah, I understand that. No, but no titles exchanging hands, yeah, no, no title matches, and this is supposed to be the big match of the night. And then, and like, eight seconds. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that. And as, and, as, and as a hardcore audience, we're going to have that opinion. Like, what the hell was that? But... When you saw, this crap. <laughs> but when you saw the reaction, because well, like this was to suck old fans in. I have friends that don't watch wrestling anymore that got the network for free for $9.99. First month is free. Mm-hmm. You get TL, you get TLC and a smile and a free model. You get so what a pitch man. <laughs> yeah, my pitch man. <laughs> yeah, so they want they got the network just to see this. And the reaction was he hasn't lost it. Same old Goldberg. And that's what they wanted to see. This was for the older fan. This is for the more casual fan that watched back in the day. The hardcore fans like, what the hell is this? But the hardcore fan didn't want to see this match to begin with. But my problem is, you do all this to Brock Lesnar. You have him run through the roster. And the answer to, the answer to Brock Lesnar is a 49-year-old Goldberg. Yeah, I, I was waiting to say that what you ultimately said. Like, I get it that that's what you wanted to portray. He kept talking about being a superhero. Wanting his son to see him wrestle. To me, Goldberg's son is not worth undermining two years' worth of storytelling. Um, it makes no sense to the past, present, or future of where we're at. So while, while I agree that that was their intent, like, oh, he's Goldberg still, um, yeah, I just think they did not need to do it. to Bro- Or even if he beat Brock Lesnar. Just have him beat him. You didn't have to have him make, run make, through him. Make like, it an entertaining match. Make him work Like he was the it. Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> Because he's not, so now I'm supposed to believe that Goldberg is now the most dominant force ever in the history of wrestling. All I gotta say is I don't know how much they paid Brock, but hopefully the check cleared. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I to me him him just pushing Brock down like they were in the schoolyard. I th- I was just blown away. Wasn't Heyman crying? Yeah, <laughs> he was so good. Yeah, so Alo, this gets a thumbs up from you. Yeah. Even though there are aspects of it that you don't like. Yeah, there are aspects, but I understand what they did because this whole pay-per-view, like, like I didn't go through, we didn't go through the rating system yet, but this is going to get a showstopper for me because, you know, I'm big on storytelling, and then they integrated stories into every match on this card, mm-hmm. and that's what kept my attention. I, I agree. I actually, as a whole, enjoyed the show. I thought the men's elimination match was great. I thought the women's elimination match was really good. The tag elimination match was about what I expected, but there were some things they did within the match that I really liked. So I would, you know, that I uh, can't give it a showstopper because I'm very stingy <laughs> with my showstoppers. But I would definitely give it like a, a high end of the slobber knocker. How about you, Joseph? Wasn't too good for me. Yeah, I know you were not a yeah, fan. Not a fan. A lot of a lot of a lot of decisions they made out there, and a lot of the matches, the way they kind of booked it. For me, it was, you know, below middle. So you're a low-end slobber knocker. It's like a 
Joseph. Sloppy jobber. <laughs> Joseph. Uh, so we talked about Goldberg. We had the men's elimination match, which I thought it was. I thought the men's elimination match was great. So it was the a level of talent that was in the ring was incredible. And then some of the moments we got. One, I was happy that SmackDown won. Because I would have been pissed if Raw swept all the elimination matches. Which I thought was odd that Raw won the two matches before. I thought mm-hmm. that was odd. So did I. And that's what I was saying. I was like, well, they're not going to lose the men's match. But I think I, I had said last week that that's how I wanted it to be. I wanted SmackDown to win. Didn't happen the way I expected it to. I'm kind of happy with the way they did it. First of all, I love that the Shield reunion happened to AJ Styles. Like It was a good way to, to get him out of the match. Kind of eliminate him. Yeah. Uh, I love that they gave the Wyatts the win. Because, and I like that they solidified Randy Orton as part of the Wyatt family. Yeah. He took the spear for Bray. Like, I thought these were great touches to this match. Yeah. Also, Orton's RKO on Seth coming off awesome. the top rope was great. Yeah, that Beautiful. Was, that was kind of good. <laughs> I love that spot. Um, and two other things. One, anyone questioning why Shane O'Mac was involved in that match... He showed you why he was in that match. He got knocked unconscious. Well, he, the elbow drop on Braun Strowman was awesome. The, the way they got Braun Strowman out of that match I thought was great. It was yeah. like a series of events. This is the only time I enjoyed James Ellsworth. Well, that that was my next point. So Shane gives you what Shane gives you, and he, he added a lot to that match in very little time. And James Ellsworth was used to absolute perfection. Yes. As the mascot, like... Just him, the idea that Braun is trying to beat the 10 count, and you just see these little hands <laughs> you almost forget about wrapped around his heel coming from under the ring what apron. What the hell is that? And then you see him peek out. One, it's perfect because this small guy kept him from getting back in the ring. He was hiding. It's perfect. He's in the background where he belongs, playing his role perfectly, as I said. And then they had that history. James Ellsworth got his debut getting absolutely smashed by Braun Strowman. Now he got his revenge on Braun so good. by, by knocking him out of the ring or knocking him out of the match. And then, of course, he paid the ultimate price for it, getting thrown off the stage through a table. Is it just me or he miss? He missed. He, missed. he was supposed to go a little more towards that padding. That was I think like he thought he was going to get over. one more hop off the stage. He hopped early. And well, there's no, Braun just threw him. There's, yeah. mu- there's not much of a hop to do off those stages anymore. No. <laughs> But you could tell, like I think it looked like his feet were gonna come back yeah. down on the stage. He's supposed to use a little more of his momentum closer to the edge. He just, yeah, he took it, took it a little hard. Yeah, a lot of guys in this match I thought performed really well. Um, the, I mean, even the spot with KO and Jericho, like him using the list as a weapon. And Jericho <laughs> devastated that his papers are all over the place. His deep inner thoughts. Yeah. So I loved it. Now. A-Law, I'll go to you first on this one. Your thoughts on the men's elimination match. Were you happy with it? Was it? Did it meet, meet or exceed your expectations? It exceeded it because it was just complete chaos. And I, I loved every second of it. Like I said, I like the all the stories were integrated. And that's what I want. I didn't want these guys just to get their feet. Mm-hmm. Like you saw Ambrose and AJ's story. You saw the, um, the Owens and Owens Jericho against, against Reigns. And then you also had uh, the... Um, who else, who else was involved in that match? Was Shane trying to br- actually, actually break those guys up? Mm-hmm. So there was just complete chaos, and all the storylines carried over. And like the Orton Wyatt thing, that is another story too. That carries over because we actually we've been questioning Randy Orton's loyalty to the right. Wyatt family, and he actually took a bullet for for Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt actually did the one thing, the, his one move, and, and actually looked strong mm-hmm. for once again. <laughs> I, lo- I love them. Um, Owens giving Jericho a hug frame in the match, so I had to attack him. Jer- Jericho yelled at Ambrose when he first saw him. You sold me fifteen thousand oh, dollars worth of his jacket. 
and I said they progressed the stories, and that's that was that was like the storytelling to this entire show was perfect. Everything had a story and it carried over. They didn't really forget anything. Mm-hmm. Joseph, I thought it was okay. I mean, it wasn't. I enjoyed a lot of moments of it. I when they got to the wrestling of it, it was a lot better. I mean, it was just kind of predictable for me though. I, I saw them playing out a lot of these things. Again, everyone's everyone had to run their gimmick. They still made Braun Strowman look strong, even though he got eliminated. I knew I called it before you that that Ambrose could come down and help the Shield once he got eliminated. It was just predictable. So it just did not. Uh, they did not tell you any story that you didn't see coming. No. But is the list a weapon? <laughs> the, the, well, the list was weaponized, <laughs> but that is not what it was meant to do. They say the pen is mightier than the sword, <laughs> and I guess maybe that played out. But yeah, I, I did not want to see the list used as a I was weapon. hoping for more of a showdown between the two champions. But, but other I, than a stare down. But well, I to, well, I told you he was he wasn't making it to the end. Because that's how they that's how they treating they've been treating Kevin Owens as he's like not, he's the world champ, but he's not the guy. That's how yeah. they've been treating both champions. Not necessarily. Well, AJ's actually in the main event. Roman's been the main AJ event. AJ can't even beat Ellsworth. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but I, I I didn't I didn't think Owens would get into the final the fi- um be one of the last survivors. I didn't think that at all. But they got him out by disqualification. You know, it is with a clipboard. Mm-hmm. They did find a way to get him out of the match, which I, I mean, thought was smart to keep him. When it got shirt. down to it, the part it got more interesting for me when it was just, you know um, Roman Reigns and um, Seth Rollins kind of working together. The kind of the ring work they were doing in there. And then again, I like the ending with the she- uh, with the um, Wyatt family because we're finally getting to see that continuation of a push for for, for Wyatt here. Yeah, a little more. Yeah, I was definitely happy with that. No. Does this no make? Listen to the show. <laughs> does this make the match of the year board? For me, it's it would at least be in consideration. I haven't thought enough about it yet to know what my list is. Well, but, you could, I, but we could just add it to the board and we'll break it down in a few weeks. It warrants consideration for me. Cause you know my best friend's easy to please. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> He's real easy. It wasn't even the best match of the weekend for me. No, not not of the weekend. Oh, okay. not the weekend, but on the show. Yeah, probably. Um, I did enjoy the Miz match too, though. Yeah. What was your match of the weekend? Huh? What was your match of the I weekend? I like that uh, DIY match. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was that was awesome. match of the weekend. Great match. See, I watched it twice now. Really? It, yeah, it holds up. Actually, I think it's even better on a second viewing. Really? Yeah, because I just think there's things you miss, like in that when you're if you're taking notes on uh, it, there's you don't you don't see every changes, detail. Some near falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that everything was everything awesome you kind of want in, in a match mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Uh, women's elimination match. The Raw women won. I think, did we all predict the SmackDown women, or did you predict the I Raw predict, women? I think he said Raw women. Yep. So I, you were I, right I, We were supposed one. to have the numbers over here. I, mean, I know. We were supposed to go head-to-head and, and see what would happen. I mean, I understand you got a little frustrating through your computer, but <laughs> yeah, we still we still got to have... <laughs> yeah, I was pretty much any, any opportunity to, to do research or prepare for this show was thrown out the window last night when I accidentally broke my MacBook. Uh, but... Raw women win. I thought Sasha was out incredibly early. I thought that they could have done a better job with that. I liked how dominant Nia Jax looked. And I liked that Bailey was the one that actually got the win. And then again, some story carries over where Charlotte waits till they've won the match to absolutely decimate Bailey. Um, did you like the women's elimination match, Joe, any more than the men's? I, I thought it was good, yeah. It, I mean, I liked it a little more than the men's. I wanted to see a little more from it, but ultimately it was it was good. It was a solid match. How about you, Alo? I liked the match. It was it was fun. Um, 
Am I the one who thought Nia Jax's raw shirt looked like a bib? <laughs> no, that's what it looked like. Yeah, it was very bibby. And then um, <laughs> and then Nikki Bella got attacked backstage. I, I think it was Natty. It's probably it's clear it was it's clear it was Natty. And um, I, I love Corey Graves had a line that says. The team captain can't just step in. Step in. If Tom Brady gets hurt, Bill Belichick is going to play quarterback. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. <laughs> he didn't say that. And then there was nobody better to eliminate Carmelo than the savvy veteran Alicia Fox. Of course. <laughs> I was shocked that Carmelo was the first one. I was out. too. Yeah, I thought she would have a little more longevity given the kind of the way she didn't play her character lately. I thought no doubt Foxy was the first one out of that. Finish. Yeah, I did too. Well, she was the second, but. Yeah. <laughs> I thought ultimately Nikki was going to come back and kind of cost Carmelo. Would have made sense, um, and I kind of expected that we would see her, but I, I was just really surprised that she went out first. Um, but yeah, I thought this was just felt just short of the men's match, as enjoyable as, as it was. And actually, what happened after the match I thought was more important yeah, that, than the match itself. Yeah, yeah that, that was that great. kind of gave you a lot. Is that that? I mean, the only the only problem with that is that they've kind of like given Bailey a back seat. Up until this point, right. So it's like, why? Well, I, I did like it because, like I said, like this entire show progressed feuds. So even before the match started, when Charlotte made her way to the entrance, the camera went right to Sasha, and Sasha's looking disgusted. So that mm-hmm. so that was a part of that feud. And then right after the match, when Charlotte attacked attacked Bailey Bailey and start saying, what did she say about on Raw about um, what did Bailey say? No, Charlotte said about Bailey. About the partnership being over and it's about me or something, something like that. Yeah, so I think she just said it's about the queen. Like yes, the yeah, yeah, something like that. I, I, see, something like that. I thought that was great and it progresses the stories and that's what that's what I want out this out this match. I don't want them just being all buddy buddy out of nowhere. Yeah, I like that you saw the animosity between the people who don't like each other on each show, and I give them. That's another thing I give them credit for on this show is I was kind of viewing this almost as a throwaway show, like nothing's going to happen. It's just a gimmick show. And they actually did a good job of paying attention to a lot of detail. Um, I thought Becky had a good performance in this match. Um, Bex. Bex, yeah, Becky Balboa. She put, she put up a good fight. She did. Uh, I thought Naomi, Naomi's cross body off the rope onto, was it Nia or was it the group? Um, I don't remember. It was the group. I think it was too. She had it was it was a great spot from her, and she she's been getting. I don't know if that's just something she took upon herself to start doing more, or if they encourage her to do it. But I think that it's good that she's getting a lot of these big spots that none of the other women really yeah, can she's do. She's sticking out a little bit more, mm-hmm. giving herself a little more of an identity. She she's is. Good. I think it's good for her. Um, tag team elimination match. Uh, I honestly uh, don't really even remember much about. It was this. messy. What I do remember is. The fashion police were out immediately. So good. <laughs> Hanging out citations right when the match started. So good. It was great. I had my one friend over resident watch wrestling in a probably a month. And he looked at the tag division coming out with, with the fashion police. So good. And everyone and um the hype bros. Mm-hmm. He's like, What the hell is this? Yeah. What, 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 what did I miss in this time frame? Oh. All the, all the, I got all these whack jobs coming down here. <laughs> the best part of that match was right when New Day got eliminated, Woods started selling Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, do, how do you explain these tag teams to someone who has watched like 
Well, see, they're the I flat, don't know the fashion you know. police. They came in, they, they kind of... Wait, the one, guy, the one guy's an international supermodel. The this, other guy's like a salsa dancer. <laughs> this guy comes out and cut off Zubas. He's, he's, really, he's really hype. Zubas. He's really hype. And, and then you're trying to explain to him, and he does this thing in the ring where he's clapping behind his back, and he's running back, and then claps like, on the guy's ears. Was Completely it, missed him. Was it one of those times when you actually feel like a little bit embarrassed to be a wrestling fan? Not embarrassed. I was like, what God the hell am I watching? God playing a I was trying to explain myself. I was like, you understand? This is good. Gyrate, this big black guy gyrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine to someone who is completely unfamiliar with the wrestling product, it would be hard to describe some of these tag teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not the easiest group of tag it's, teams. It's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle. Uh, the Usos, I thought it was great that they, because they eliminated uh, the New Day, mm-hmm. which I thought was good. Um, to make them look strong, like we we all commented last week about how silly they looked, like cheering along with the rest of the yeah. team. I like that they kind of stood out as the the heels yeah, that they are. I, now. I definitely enjoyed that. My thing was like it started off okay, and then it got like quick with the eliminations. They were kind of just cookie cutter. Yeah, eliminate this team, eliminate that team, and they were eliminating teams you'd want to see in there longer. Like I would like to see more from American Alpha, but it seems like they always get cut short. They do. Um, <laughs> And other teams in there, you expect, like New Day, they're your tag team champions. You'd expect to see them in there a little longer, and they're eliminated. Uh, you kind of got down to the bottom of the barrel. Again, I like seeing the Usos the way, the way it panned out with that. But Well, I like I that aspect of the show because there's only one match that the champion was, was at the end. It was too quick and too early, though. I mean, that's, that's just that's formulaic, formulaic then at that point. They're not doing anything surprising. It's just the same thing. It's Let funny because I predicted Team Raw to win this match bait on, on the back of... The New Day is not going to lose. And they were out, you know, yeah. two minutes into the match. I thought it was good with Cesaro and Sheamus against the Usos. I thought that was good. Yeah, when it, it was. Came, I was. came down to those two. And those two have a lot of potential to be really good. Mm-hmm. Sheamus and uh, Cesaro. Yeah, because I don't care for Sheamus, but put him in a tag team with Cesaro. I'm all in because, like I said, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, I love that tag team. Yeah, it was I think great. That's, that's where Cesaro is best utilized. I think so too, and I think it's a good good spot for both guys, and I like that they're running with it a little bit because mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like two weeks they made it a thing, and then it would just kind of get buried like a lot of things did. They stuck to this storyline. They started with the best of seven, and yeah, all the way here to the forced tag team. Yeah, who would have thought that best of seven would actually have led to something positive for both guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although we at, at the time when it was announced, we thought we'd they'd be like three or four matches into it right now. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we'd have till like. St. Patrick's Day before this. <laughs> They'll be playing this out forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Intercontinental Championship match. The Miz, who just recently regained it, going into the pay-per-view, defending it against uh, Sammy. Sammy Zayn. There's a lot of speculation one. that he would either bring the Intercontinental Championship to Raw or himself be the Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown. Neither one happened. Predicted by the sexiest man at this form. Very true. I called the Miz to retain. <laughs> you did. The Miz did retain in great heel fashion. Uh, he keeps he keeps Loved coming it. up with new uh, way new ways it. to uh, cheat, 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 cheat his way into victory. There. Loved it. Yeah, it's perfect because one, like it's it's ramped up. They're they they seem to keep finding ways to ramp up. Maurice helping him win. But also, there's nobody that the fans are going to feel more sympathy for losing that way than Sami Zayn. Thinking he's got this thing won, the bell rings, and then he gets rolled up, and that's the end of it. Because at first, I thought it was some kind of like screw job, yeah, homage finish. I was like, what's happening right now? And then I see Sami get pinned, and I was like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> so good. 
Yeah, I loved it. I thought the match was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely a solid match. And, I mean, we know Sammy is a good in-ring competitor. They just got to find more to do with him. They do. And even though he lost this, at least he was in, like, a somewhat high-profile match with a higher-profile opponent. And, you know, he turned in a good match. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with Sammy going forward. I would have liked to have seen him win it, but... I obviously would much prefer Miz to keep that belt because I think he's great for it. He's great for it, yeah. Miz is great. I mean, he just makes that title relevant, and you need more relevancy to these secondary titles to have people care about storylines. Especially that one. Oh, yeah. Because SmackDown kind of needs... Yeah, SmackDown needs all the help they can get competing with the juggernaut that is Raw. That's a juggernaut? Well, it's a, it's a juggernaut <laughs> in the sense that... When's the last time we saw the, the title holder... Defend the title. Well, that's how we saw a good Raw. No, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, Raw is a juggernaut in the sense that it is the flagship show that Vince is always going to put that show first. That Stephanie is his favorite and she's the one in charge of it. So I think it's a juggernaut in the sense that it's just an uphill battle for SmackDown to compete within WWE. I think fans, for the most part, have liked SmackDown more. But I think from WWE's perspective, they prefer Raw to SmackDown. So I think that's a that's an important title for SmackDown. I think he's the best guy on the roster to have it for now. Alo, you got thoughts on? Were you gonna say something, Joe? No, good. Yeah, no. yeah um, J- JBL had a line because you know they were all switching commentary mm-hmm. teams. So JBL said, "We'll keep the title. You guys can keep Byron." <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I always like the Miz mocking Daniel Bryan because going back to that talking smack segment, mm-hmm. Bryan saying he he can't wrestle. It kind of feels like Miz is like dedicating this move to Daniel Bryan. So I think that's great. It was kind of refreshing to actually watch The Miz actually wrestle somebody else other than Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't kind of, I, I really can't wait for that to be over. So you uh, actually, they might not be ever with that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> and um, question for you. Well, I, I'll, I'll save the question for you last. Okay. I love Maurice ringing the bell and ringing the bell. That was great because the look on her face uh-huh. was great. Like she was so I didn't do it. He, yeah. she even said like he did it. Yeah, I loved I loved it because we always say, well, the manager slash valet is a, is a dead element in wrestling nowadays because when we do our throwback madness and we refer back to the past, the valet and the manager, you knew they would always be out there, always end up being a part of the match. Mm-hmm. So Maurice constantly getting a part of constantly always getting a part of the match is it always great. It's always different. It's, it's, it's Always new. That I haven't seen that in years. When I'm, they just ring the bell, that that was great. And what's worse, Mrs. Figure Four or Rock Sharpshooter? Oh, the Rock Sharpshooter, <laughs> without a doubt. Because at least when the Miz ultimately gets the Figure Four locked in, it's easily identifiable what it is he's trying to do. And. The Miz doesn't look like he's put himself in a submission maneuver. Whereas The Rock, you're not sure which one is on the business end of the sharpshooter. Looks like The Rock just wants If that's what you even want to call it. Looks like Rock Rock technically just wants to do a moon landing. (laughs) I'm going to put my butt on your (laughs) back. This is fun. Yeah, The Miz is bigger for That That wasn't even a hard one for me to answer. Uh, Before we move on to Raw, anyone have any final thoughts on Survivor Series? Good job. Yeah, I thought that considering what I thought it was going to be, just a throwaway show. Oh, um, yeah. Cruiserweight division. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I was going to bring that up. I told you, all my notes were in the broken MacBook. Oh, no, I do have a note on there. Broken so, Mac Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, hopefully it's enlightened when I get it back. Do you think it will be? Obsolete mule. <laughs> Do you think it will have broken brilliance yes. when it comes back? It'll be broken brilliance. I hope sure. it does. I hope it has a white streak on it when I get it back. Um, Where did this white streak come from? Yeah, Brian, Brian Ken, the Brian Kendrick retains the Cruiserweight Championship over Kalisto to keep it on Raw for the time being. Baron Corbin played a big part in that. How did you guys feel about Corbin getting involved in that match? I, I loved it. I mean, it's good for Corbin's character. I just I don't want him fight. I don't want him feuding with Kalisto. I loved it because last week when we did our predictions, I was mentioning I was going to mention that I think Baron Corbin will cost him the match. But then I was like, I don't think Baron Corbin would do that because it'll cost him the cruiser cruiserweight division. But I'm like, wait a minute. Then after that happened, like, oh, wait a minute. It would make sense because that's because that's Baron Corbin. He just doesn't care. Yeah, he's a lone wolf. He doesn't care what he does. He doesn't care because he doesn't care what anybody say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that story actually carried over. It made sense. I think Kalisto finally found what that lucha thing was when he did that Spanish <laughs> fly off the apron. But I like how they progressed the Kalisto and Corbin story as well. And Brian Kendrick, he'll take any he'll take any way out to yeah. get his, keep his. It doesn't title. matter how he wins. It was a solid yeah. match too. I mean, I thought the fans were kind of engaged in it, but it, I thought I was, thought it was a pretty solid match. Yeah, my initial thought on the Corbin thing was much like Joe said. It's like, all right, like do we need, really still need Corbin and Kalisto to be a thing? Well. I mentioned that when they did the roster, I was like, if Rose have a cruiser vision, shouldn't they have all the cruiserweights? Mm-hmm. So Kalisto's going to be the only lone cruiserweight on SmackDown. Yeah. I feel like this Corbin Kalisto thing has been dragged out for no reason. But at the very least, it did prove the point that he cares way more about himself than he cares about the show that he's on. Yeah. And it's good for his character, mm-hmm. which I love and then, when they keep with the characters, but I just don't want him. Pick a fight with Kalisto. Yeah. And then he had to do something because they made him look so bad two weeks ago in Raw. <laughs> I mean, smacked him doing, doing that fall. Mm-hmm. They had to do something. Then he got beat up by Kalisto after the match. They had to do something to make him look strong. Yeah. So I thought, I thought in all, he, I thought his performance, it fit. You want to make him look strong? Put him in a nine-second match with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. That's way to do it. Yeah. He's, he's the easiest guy to beat now. <laughs> um... So that now is officially Survivor Series. Halo, you liked it. Joe, you didn't like it so much. The Survivor Series? What did I say? SummerSlam again? Survivor Series. <laughs> I was just clarifying. I, I don't really yeah, Survivor really Series is all. kind of phasing you out. Yeah, Survivor uh, yeah, Series. I mean, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't what I expected. It, it, it was a low end for me. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought the men's elimination match alone was enough for me to come out of that feeling good about that show. Now, what happened after that left me with a bad taste in my mouth. But I thought it was a good show overall. And like I said, I was impressed with the fact that it could have been a show that meant nothing and they actually got some story out of it and they got some forward progress for a lot of their characters coming out of it. So I think they're going to be in a good position you know, moving into the next phase of things. Uh, Raw opens with Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg! Yeah. Uh, I you were thrilled about this. I was thrilled. I will say he got a really good crowd reaction. Got a great crowd reaction. Um, that whole Canada thing didn't pan out for you. No, you're right. I, I'm willing to admit when I was wrong, and I was very wrong about that. Um, very surprised to be wrong about that. I, I was stunned at the you still got it chant. I shouldn't have been stunned because they'll chant anything for anything. Mm-hmm. But you still got it because to me Goldberg never had it. To me. <laughs> you found it. 
Yeah, like you yeah, finally yeah. found <laughs> it. <laughs> you found it. Yeah. The, so that, and then some. There was a, a little bit. I don't know if either of you heard it. Like a little bit of a you screwed Brett chat it. that was starting. It. Yeah, uh-huh. it kicked for a little bit. I was yeah. like, what was that? <laughs> well, if I was in there for eighty six seconds, I'll still have it too. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's probably why he was in there for eighty six seconds because he doesn't have it enough. <laughs> it. Yet. <laughs> yeah, so Joe, I, I know you probably agree more with me on this. I'll go to Alo first. Since you approved of what they did with Goldberg at Survivor Series, were you cool with the way they presented him on Raw on Monday? Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that at all. Because I'm right, right at, after he won, it was like, okay, you kind of expect this guy back, especially with the positive fan reaction. I didn't have a problem with that, but you kind of have to assume now he says he's going to be in a Royal Rumble. So you have to. You have to think about Brock Lesnar in the back of your head. It's like after Brock lost, like what is going to happen with Brock Lesnar? How can he recover from losing for eighty six seconds? That's going to be like he's going to he's going to be like the clown of the of the company basically. Yeah. So you kind of have to assume that Lesnar's going to be in the Royal Rumble match. The dirt sheets are already speculating, but that's going to happen because that's common sense. <laughs> yeah, he might be in the Rumble or he might not. Be. Yeah, yeah. No matter. So you kind of how he feels. So <laughs> like it or not, you'll probably see this match again. Rock, yeah, rock I don't gold. like it, and we will see it again. You'll see it again no matter what. That. that just makes me cringe. I don't want to see it again either, but next time I think it'll be more of a match. I think that's when Brock finally gets his I'm win. throw Braun Strowman in there make it a better match. <laughs> yeah, I do think that there's no doubt that we'll have another match, and Brock will definitely win the third one, which is not a, even a rubber match because he's already 0-2. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> he'll still be down in the series. It's just like the guy that's like grasping at straws to try to get one back on somebody. It's like, yeah, we're going to get one positive win at the end of the season. Yeah, it's not a rivalry if, if it's one-sided. We're not going to the playoffs. We'll just get one win. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but for next year. Yeah. So I got a run left in me. <laughs> yeah. Anybody have anything else they want to say about Goldberg? I've already talked about him enough today. Get off TV. <laughs> oh, God. The hate. No, I just, I really, I, I don't want to see him in the Royal Rumble. It doesn't do it for me. Well, well see, this is the thing. I didn't get a. I didn't watch WCW when Goldberg was hot because I didn't like WCW because it looked cheap. So when I got in WCW, it was when it was dying because I came across Scott Steiner who's calling, who's cutting these awesome promos. He's awesome, inappropriate, off the wall pro- promos. So what my main dose of Goldberg was when he came to WWE, and I didn't really care for him because one, he beat Triple H for the world title. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't having Uh-oh. that. But the times that they made him look great did dirty. was in the Elimination Chamber at SummerSlam Row 3 and in the Royal Rumble because they made him a force in that Royal Rumble match. So I'm excited to see what that's going to look like. But I I, I know that he's not going to win. I think because you have to assume that Brock's going to be in the Rumble and those two, or, or if he's not in the Rumble, he'll eliminate Goldberg from that match. Okay. Uh, universal title picture. So here's where my my lack of my notes is going to kick in because I don't remember a lot off the top of my head. I know we got some great Jericho stuff. Oh, so good. His interview, him saying the turning point of the match was when his list was used as a weapon. His innermost thoughts, the the papers were strewn about the ring, and that's when the wheels fell off for Team Raw (laughs) in the men's elimination match. He On the highlight reel, he was going to say who was to blame for it, which they kind of teased it, alluded, foreshadowed that it was going to be Kevin Owens who was at fault because he did use the list as a weapon. Yeah, he kind of threw him off of the game. Yeah. KO comes out in order to get the jump on Jericho, and he starts kind of saying, in, insinuating that it was Jericho's fault. You know, you were the one that was about to get what this. It was a Styles Clash yeah. he was about to mm-hmm. take, right? You're my I friend. Sac- I had yeah. to save you. I sacrificed myself for you because I'm a good friend. And Jericho saying, if you were my friend, you would have never used my list as a weapon. 
you know that you know my list is everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> and KO saying, "Who cares?" And the crowd kind of it's like, "Oh, this is Shock. the split." <gasps> I was like, "Get Doctor Shelby." <laughs> yeah, like you you saw the split coming, and then it, it simultaneously they said it was Roman Reigns' fault. I loved. It. I popped with that. Me too. I was dying when they did that. I was like, "That was perfect." They set you up. They did. I got, they had me going. I was like, all right, we're finally going to get it. I did not see for a second that it was a swerve. No, the best part was when Owen said, run in the Jericho popped out. Jericho Trump oh, popped God. out. And, and Jericho's like, it's a 6,500. Yeah. When did that happen? <laughs> He's like, I definitely have told you before. He's like, oh, I, I must not have remembered. <laughs> I, must, I must have forgot. <laughs> Jericho's so insulted he didn't remember it was the Jericho 6,500. Yeah, because he got that upgrade. He put a lot mm-hmm. of money into that new system. He did. Build it up. Uh, we end up with basically what Rollins and Roman ended up out in the ring together, mm-hmm. correct? I don't really remember much of the rest of the segment. If anybody else wants to, well, Rollins said he won a Universal Title shot because that's what fully guaranteed him if he was part, yeah, part of the team. So, yeah, he said he wants that rematch tonight. He wants a match tonight, and then um, Foley came out because. Rollins came out and Roman came out in the mm-hmm. clean house and then Foley came out and saying you go to Universal title match and Roman and Jericho are banned from ringside. So I had two issues with this. Now it ultimately ended up being a great match. It was fun. Um, but the two problems I have is one if your ultimate goal is to keep Jericho and Roman away from ringside why would you make it a no disqualifications match? Because if it's no disqualification there are no rules. So you can be ringside if you want to. They missed that part. Yeah, they always miss that. <laughs> they kind hope of stuff. you didn't pay attention to that much. It's no DQ, and you guys are not allowed down to the ring because okay, you can't be disqualified. It's more like a, but finger, more like a finger wag. Yeah, it's basically no DQ, but <laughs> no, 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 don't come down. Yeah, it's so it, that's stupid to me. That's like, like tempting the cookie jar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't be disqualified, and you're not allowed by the ring. You can't so have these Oreos. But I'm gonna leave them here open, right in front of you. <laughs> don't eat any. That's basically what it is. The other thing I don't like is they just had a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> and then we're getting a rematch, what, three weeks later? On Raw, to me, it's like, okay, I get it, and I don't mind them having the match. But to me, you've now cheapened the Hell in a Cell. Like, that's supposed that's supposed to be, like, the big thing. It's like, that's the blow-off. That's now the end of it. Now it's just the gimmick pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that one bit. Uh, Give it to him. Yeah. Give it to him, really. Yeah, what do, you, what do you guys think about them having a rematch three weeks after they had a Hell in a Cell? I mean... I think it's kind of redundant, but I mean that's why I'm seeing a lot of storylines right now. Kind of not being creative, or they're not building people up the right way. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, Halo. I find it odd that Rollins was the only one guaranteed a title shot for joining Team Raw, but the match was fun. I enjoyed it. They did do something right, that cor- correct though. I, when they fought, started fighting, fighting into the crowd, mm-hmm. I thought they did a great job actually making that actually matter because the ruling was that Jericho can't be at ringside. So they actually made being in the crowd matter by having Jericho be in the crowd and attack Rollins that way. Yeah, that, the, so that sort of was what I felt. Like I thought, because the, there's not enough of that where they'll go out in the crowd and then be back over the barricade mm-hmm. in five seconds. I like that they actually took their time out there and they really, it, it was like a drag out fight, basically. Uh, I mean, Seth going off the uh, entranceway onto KO, I thought was great. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen him do that in a while, I don't think. No. Um, also, a big fan of 
Jericho being there in the Sinkara mask. <laughs> in the Shinsuke hoodie. Yeah. There, there's all the rumors that he got knocked out by Sinkara. I think oh, it's perfect God, that they so had him wear the Sinkara mask. <laughs> Sinkara gets... Oh, my God. Dirty this. <laughs> Sinkara can't get dressed in the locker room anymore. Yeah. And Sinkara actually tweeted, great mask, <laughs> about it. So, I thoroughly enjoyed that. that I didn't even know it was Jericho. Mask. I was confused. confused. I was confounded. He wasn't allowed at ringside. It couldn't be Jericho. He wasn't wasn't wearing a mask or carrying a list. I didn't think it was Jericho. You're like, huh, logic tells me this would be Jericho coming down to help out. But But he's not allowed at ringside, so it couldn't possibly be. He would not do that. Yeah. Plus, why did he start wearing a mask? Yeah, so my my nitpicks, always a couple nitpicks. Always. A couple nitpicks. Yeah, but it was a good match. It was a great couple segments on the show. Uh, so ultimately, I was happy with it. Yeah, and the match kind of was great. I mean, everything else was lackluster. Yeah, it was a great role match. Yeah, no, um, I, I told you. Guys, well, a few weeks ago, I mentioned that hopefully this moves. Hopefully, I, I wanted Rollins versus Jer- Jericho because Rollins has been in the Universal Title picture. If you can count the World Title picture since July. Yeah, and it's ref- we've seen him versus Owens for. Two, two times now, well, actually three times now. So it's like, give him something else to do, move throughout the universe title picture. And it was like after, ironically, right after we mentioned, I mentioned it on the show, it got advertised for, for Roadblock or yeah. stop sign at the end of the road. <laughs> well, why can't you just call Armageddon? But that's advertising. It's also um, Reigns and Owens. <laughs> Reigns and Owens is also advertised. So actually, it's, you get something new. Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to see more out of the women's division. This this show, I wanted to kind of. Yeah, I didn't so, expect too much, but I wanted to see a little more. Maybe, yeah, maybe a, a big win in the match for Bailey, kind of give her a little. Well, so here that's the weird thing is they leave you at Survivor Series, thinking we're leading into the Charlotte Bailey feud, and then Charlotte comes out to put herself over. How great she is! I dominated. You know, I'm the captain of Team Raw. I'm the queen. Bow to your queen. Sasha comes out, says she wants her rematch. Another match where they just had a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. And now there's another rematch. So the two titles had Hell in a Cell matches that are now getting rematches in less than a month. Like, what did we get out of this pay-per-view from, you said, building a feud and stuff like that? We didn't see any of that carry over to the show. Yeah, that definitely didn't. Um, well, we kind of did. It's just a fact, well, because remember, in the women's, the women's division... There's an unsettled thing with Charlotte and Sasha, and that's the that's the booking problem that they came into. Then he also teased Sasha and Nia, and then Bailey's also involved in this too, because Bailey came down came down after, after during that um Charlotte Nia Sasha segment. So now we, we have to we have to end the Sasha Charlotte thing because Sasha gets a rematch, and that was a thing going into Survivor Series. And now with Charlotte attacking Bailey at Survivor Series, that shows that that's going to be the next thing too. Yeah, I just felt like I didn't. And everybody knows how much I love Sasha. I just felt like that should have been over for the time being, after the Hell in a Cell, and it should have gone right to Charlotte and, and Bailey. But now we get another Raw, another Raw. So every time they have a match on Raw, Sasha wins. She's then, won her title twice on Raw and then, then lost pay-per-view. it twice on the very next pay per view. Sasha did tap out Charlotte in the tag match. I did like though that they teased Sasha and Nia. Because I think we did speculate already that that was going to be the next thing up for her. So they're going to fight for the title in Charlotte. <laughs> she So Charlotte says, I beat you in your hometown. Now I'm going to beat you in my hometown. Is there basically a 0% chance of Sasha winning? Nia gets involved. 
Joe, you think 0% chance? I wouldn't say 0% chance, but it's, it's kind of minimal. If Sasha wins, you got to think, like, what the hell are you guys doing? That is exactly <laughs> what I'll be thinking. I don't know why they would. Because I know for the show, Char is hoping she, Sasha wears pink lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> that means she's going to win. But, yeah. but it's like, with the women's division, if, if Sasha does win, it's like, what What are you doing? Yeah, but where, I mean, you said you wouldn't mind as he saw title flip here to kind of build things up, but it, it, if, if done correctly, you can't yeah. just do it. Yeah, Again. that was my feeling because they've they've done they've seesawed with it way too much. Yeah, they've done it twice now. And I don't mind I don't mind seesawing between two people because it shows that you're on evil eleven evil eleven playing field, but not three times. This will be the third Plus, time. Also, pay per view and yeah, Ro- Sasha wins on Raw like, and Charlotte wins on pay per view. That's just too. Uh. Yeah, since April, if Sasha wins on Monday, that would be between April and November. They've each been a three-time women's champion. Well, if you don't even count it, just say if you want to make it shorter, just say July, because after that's the battleground, and they started swapping the title. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, but I thought the tag match was fine. I like that Nia is actually getting thrown in there now, as opposed to just squash matches and being off TV for weeks at a time. I despise squash matches. We all know yeah, that. I know you. You were not a fan of the the enhancement match. No, it's. <laughs> I'll give you something new in hands. <laughs> All right, so the women, Alo, were you happy with the women's segment last night? Charlotte was great. They, or do you think they could have gave us a little more? Um, I, I always want more women than the men, because they're the most interesting thing on, thing, on, thing on the show. Charlotte was great as always. Like when Sasha came out, Charlotte was like, How's your neck? How's your arm? How are you? Yeah. And Charlotte was like, I'll give you a title match, and the fans started boo- next week, and the fans started booing. She was like, booing doesn't change the champion's right. mind. I thought that was great. She, she had the crowd in the palm of her hand. Like, once again, she's so good at doing that. She's gotten so much better th- throughout, throughout the year. Mm-hmm. No, no, her improvement is, like, staggering how good she's gotten. Mm-hmm. And, Since becoming a hero. And I love That's she tra- a big word. <laughs> and I love <laughs> how, <laughs> one thing I loved was how she kept trying to instigate the, the situation between Nia and Sha- Nia and Sasha. I thought that was great as well. Oh, me too. Yeah, like Nia, are you gonna let her talk to you that <laughs> yeah. way? Yeah, that is good. She's she is she's great in the role that she's in. Uh tag team division. New Day finds a way to squeak out another victory. Xavier distracts the ref with his trombone. Just before Kofi taps, and it was another roll-up, right? Yeah. Or no, okay. Yet another roll-up. 23 more days before the New Day demolishes Demolition. I thought that was a great line. <laughs> they got heat for that. They did. Just a little bit. funny. It's funny. Yeah, what did uh, Biggie say? Smattering of boots. <laughs> Smattering. Um, this is a good match, though. I, th- I really think Cesaro and Sheamus are such an entertaining tag team. It's a good match. It keeps them in, you know, out in front and relevant. And, you know, it was just New Day's kind of came off heelish at this point. Yeah. I hope so. I need a, they I came need off a, heelish. I need a heel New Day because they've done nothing since they turned face. They've done nothing. They've not. It seems like they're making less of a reaction. Yeah, they've had, like, they've had a good promo here and there. They've had a good segment here and there, but it's not the same as it was before. Yeah, because so. the because the crowd has to like what you're doing when you're a face. When you're here, you can just go up there and say anything and get, and get do heat. Do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, you do whatever you want and get heat. And the New Day, since they turned face, they have not really done anything. They had a few with the Wyatts, but other than that, they haven't done anything. Like the only good, the only good thing I can really think they've done is that time machine thing with the Villains. <laughs> that was fun. Fight like the compound. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Mm-hmm. Sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> <my voice. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I can tell that I was there. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> but I but next week they're facing the club because they're having that, they're defending the titles every week until they beat Demolition. So you have to assume, you have to assume I think 
armor stop sign, end of the block, whatever it's called. So we have four more rolls yeah. before they. Because three more rolls to December get to 18th. Two days. December 18th is roadblock. <laughs> we have influx of pay per views, is what you're saying in yeah. a roundabout way. Exactly. Joseph, do you think Sheamus and Cesaro are the team that will unseat the New Day? Or do you think it'll be somebody else? What we got? What, you said, what, two months? Roughly? What? No. Um, a little less. Yeah, 40 some days. It's 23 days. I'm trying days, to right? think of it in senses of uh, pay per views. They have 23 days before they catch demolition. And December 18th is, ro- is the pay per view. Hmm. I don't think it's going to be Sheamus. And Cesaro. You don't? Do you have any? No. Uh, do you have any feeling on who it might be? No, that's the kind of the thing I was trying to play out in my head. It's too far ahead. I, I think they'll lose it probably WrestleMania. Do you think they'll hold it that long? I think they will, and kind of a kind of a big match to lose it. I don't think it can be Cesaro or Sheamus if that plays out that way. Hmm. I'm I'm interested to see if they'll eventually and cash a shot. That's enough time. Leading up the roadblock. I'm because that's the one match we haven't seen yet. Right. Do you think they lose it the first, like as soon as they the first opportunity to lose it after beating yeah. demolition? So mm-hmm. you think they lose it immediately after yeah. they break that? Right? Just to get the name out the books for whatever reason. Right after that, they could drop them. Do you think it's Cesaro and Sheamus, or you think it's somebody else? I think Cesaro and Sheamus because you would have them go through that base, best of fifty series for nothing. <laughs> I mean, That's what I think. But if they lose it immediately. It's probably gonna be Cesaro. But it, it, but like I said, the match the, since they're defending titles until they break the record, you have to assume. Anton Cass, they have not gotten a shot yet. Well, a one-on-one shot. Right. So, are they going to get a shot? But I think, but Cesaro and Sheamus, they kind of got screwed. So, I kind of think they'll be the ones that win the titles because, like I said, they they went through a lot to be a tag just to be a tag team, and they, I think they all this wouldn't, wouldn't be for anything. Yeah. So, and yeah, that that was what Foley said. Like, I want to see you guys show your potential and become champions. Like, ch- change the tag team division. So. That story is a failure if they don't if they don't get there. Like that story didn't get to where it was supposed to go if they don't. Uh, other tag team news: We had a segment with Enzo naked backstage. <laughs> he it's runs been a, in. It's been a while since WWE pulled that pulled that rabbit out of the hat. So. Yeah, he he ran into Lana. Rusev caught him naked doing? right by Lana. Lana's, Lana's the MVP of this. Yeah, <laughs> she is so good at be, in in those awkward moments. She is. Rusev obviously not happy. I fast-forwarded through the match because I told you guys both I, I have no desire to watch an Enzo singles match ever again. <laughs> so who won? Rusev. Rusev? Okay. Accolade? It wouldn't show me on Hulu. I fell no? asleep. <laughs> was that how Rusev won, Joe? With um, the accolade? That wasn't a clean finish, I don't think. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't need to see him wrestle singles. <laughs> as long as I know Rusev won. Anybody else have any comments yeah, on Rusev this? Yeah, Rusev won. No, not too much. Lana looking good. Yeah, as always. Uh, Cruiserweights. Shout out to Enzo. Yeah. <laughs> Cruiserweights. Swan, the new number one contender. After beating, who did he beat? Uh, TJ Perkins and Noam yeah. Dar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it was cool to see Rich Swan become the number one contender. I do. I like him. I, I liked him when he was the Cruiserweight Classic. I like him now. It's just they got to give him a little more character. got to give him a little more time on TV. I get people got to want to see this match. Yeah. He, Brian, the Brian Kendrick on commentary for this match, he kind of made excuses for why he's lost to Rich Swan. So good. Over the last few few months. Yeah, that's the issue right now. You don't have any reason to take that title off Brian Kendrick. He's kind of carrying the title. I think the reason they'll take it off, I really think Vince loves Rich Swan. Which is fine, but he's carrying the 
the division right now. He is. I I think because next week is the 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 debut of two hundred five live. Correct. Mm -hmm. So you'd think they're going to want to make a splash on the first episode of it. And what better way to make a splash than jump in a pool? Title change. (laughs) Other than jumping in a pool, the most (laughs) obvious way to make a splash. Thank you for pointing that out. (laughs) I thought we were going. I thought we were were like jumping in a pool. (laughs) Yes. I was trying to finish the sentence. The twin magic thing we yeah. do sometimes. <coughs> and it almost worked. It was so <laughs> close. I just was not on the same page. Yeah. But a title change. I think that's a good way to make a splash. A title change that people actually really like. Yeah. Uh, so that that's kind of what I think. Do, do you think Kendrick holds on to it, Joe, or do you think Swan wins it? I think Swan, if they can give him, like, again, a little more build. What I about like you? Swan. Like I said, I liked him the cruiserweight. I did, mm-hmm. but I watched the cruiserweight. How many people out there right now in the universe that are watching Monday night or are going to be watching through 20 have done right. the same? I agree. You, Alo? I don't know if he'll win on 205 Live, but I do know he's the next cruiserweight champ because we just saw Vince downstairs. He loves Rich Swan. He, yeah. he doesn't. It's only going to get him excited during Raw. <laughs> That's true. That's that and Enzo. His favorite thing. That and Enzo naked. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Ah, he's naked. running around. He's <laughs> like. We had uh, Cedric Alexander over Arya Davari. I really like Cedric Alexander. I hope they can yeah. do something with him. I'm not holding out a ton of hope because it seems like they just... If somebody doesn't come in with a character... They don't seem to be able to find ways to make them a character. Yeah. So that's my worry. Yeah, that's my worry with Cedric. Where's Dusty Rose when you need him? I know. Uh, last thing about Raw that I wanted to bring up. If there, either one of you have anything else, definitely say it before we move on. But Braun Strowman absolutely decimating Sami Zayn. Joe, you were not happy about that, clearly, based on the look I just saw on your face. So not happy. Is it more for Sammy's sake or more that you just don't like Braun Strowman? Uh, probably a lot of both. It's heavy on both. Again, I don't want to see Braun Strowman get the push. He doesn't really bring anything to, to the table for me. I know it's prototypical Vince guy. Mm-hmm. Eh, it is what it is. But I don't want to see it at the expense of, expense of Sami Zayn, though. I mean, this guy, obviously, that we just talked about it from his match at Survivor Series, has a lot of potential and he needs to be doing more, not being involved in the squash. There's plenty of guys in the back you, you can squash. Yeah. Uh, I can do, name a few. I do agree with that, that Sami Zayn deserves better. My only theory on that is not so much an indictment of Sami Zayn, but it's that they know they're trying to get a certain emotional reaction or emotional investment from the fans toward Braun Strowman. And who better to elicit that response from the fans than seeing a fan favorite like Sami Zayn? Just go the old school style and have Strowman squashing people in the back, not in the matches. Just you see people, some of your favorite wrestlers, just knocked out on the floor and Strowman standing over them. The other thing that I think made me okay with it was Braun did attack him. Yeah, before. Like That's kind a of a way to kind of save face for him. Yeah. Alo, your thoughts on this? Maybe I'm looking too, maybe I'm looking too much into this, but Foley said. Since you lost at Survivor Series, you don't get punished. But didn't Braun Strowman on, was on the losing Raw team? He yeah. was. He <laughs> am lost. I too, am I looking, looking too much into that? No, you're not. <laughs> okay. Okay. But this is similar to the no DQ, nobody allowed a ringside thing. It's okay. like a logical loophole. P- poor Sami Zayn. That's all I got to say. Yeah, he got busted up a little bit, too. I know I saw blood in his mouth, on his yeah. arm. Uh. What well, was that tag team with him and Neville? 
I don't know. Could have been a good tag I team. I wanted to see Neville and uh, what's-his-face, the guy from the Cruiserweight Classic kind of team up. I thought they would be a dynamic. Neville should be in the Cruiserweight division. He's not doing nothing well, else. What's his name? Um, nice. Yeah, Nice. Nice and Neville. I thought that would be NNN. Yeah, yeah. Double N. NNN. That would be a good tag team. That would be a great tag team. Something to do with those two guys, too, that they should be on TV. Yeah. Any thoughts on Raw from either of you before we move on to SmackDown? Yeah. Wasn't a great wall. Final match kind of say was kind of what I was hoping for. Save the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know me. I look forward to those uh, post post pay per view shows. So. You do. You didn't get what you you paid for. I didn't get what I was hoping. <laughs> hey, you didn't for. pay anything for it. I got a lot of naked Enzo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more than you were anticipating of naked Enzo, I would guess. Yeah, I wasn't anticipating any. So. <laughs> S- significantly more. Yeah, Halo. Slightly getting better. Get better though. Yeah, continue getting better. Um, so we mentioned SmackDown, the men's team won the elimination match. Woohoo! I called it. Yeah. So we have a, a question, two questions from uh, friend of the show, Joe. No, Lafferty. I don't charge for my autographs. Yeah. Yes, I am <laughs> as sexy as I sound. Okay, there you go. <laughs> we knocked that one right out of the way. Uh, two more questions. So since SmackDown won, is Undertaker not mad? What is next for Undertaker? Joseph, That's a good question. That was first? the next Undertaker? Because I was kind of fielding that question out in my head. I thought he was going to come in and probably do something with Dean Ambrose, given that Dean Ambrose double crossed SmackDown, but that obviously didn't play out. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of left still guessing what what was going to happen for him. Yeah, Alo. I didn't think about that actually, about him working with Dean Ambrose. I was thinking about thinking about him working with AJ Styles. Because they, because like I said, Undertaker when he comes back, he when he comes back, it needs to mean something. You can't put him in these. Predicaments where he where he he's a fifty year old man. You can't put him into predicaments where he has to carry the match. You can't do that. So I thought he should be with AJ Styles. That's what I thought. But I do like what you said. But the Ambrose thing, because Ambrose did kind of double cross SmackDown. So that does make sense. I thought he was going to be more involved in this pay per view in general. I thought he was going to have something to play with because he said he's not going to be defined by WrestleMania anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have to assume he'll be back. And, like I said, I think you might get him at the Rumble. Yeah, maybe that's just Rumble. Yeah, and I do think maybe, like I said, you had a great point about Dean Ambrose. Because AJ got eliminated by Countout, or? Um, I don't remember. Who did? How did AJ get eliminated at Survivor Series? Well, he got um triple power. Oh, he lost by Countout? Table. Yeah, he got Countout out. Okay, so maybe that'll play into it. Maybe him, maybe take a, can go with Dean Ambrose because of that tri- triple power ball. But also, I can see AJ Styles just cutting the promo and take it just coming out. Coming out and challenging for the title. Yeah. So, based on your thought, because I have no idea what they're doing, it, it, it almost now seems even more out of place. Yeah, that's it why. Does. That you he came out no and idea. said, Don't you dare lose. Yeah. You're going to have me to deal with it. Yeah. And they win, and it's like, Okay, well, yeah, that, I guess it, I don't yeah, have to do anything then. Yeah, and that's why I said. Like, I, that, thanks for making it easy for me, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah and that's why I had Raw win. Yeah, man, he can't get back at home with his legs up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I had Raw win that match, because it made sense. Yeah, I. So, based on the fact that. You had the idea of AJ Styles. I would say there's a chance, and I don't know who it would be, but maybe he interferes in the championship match at the next pay-per-view. Or, or he'll just come out after the match. Yeah, either way. Maybe He's done that, it before. Maybe that will be the next thing. Is he, he somehow inserts himself into the picture at the next SmackDown pay-per-view, which is what? TLC, December TLC, 4th. that's right. Next that, that's my next prediction. Sunday. Okay, oh, God. <laughs> Never ends. <laughs> These pay-per-views. You can't get ahead of it. Ugh. All right, question two from Joe Lafferty. I think Shane is done for a while with the concussion protocol. Does this change WrestleMania with Brock? There was a lot of speculation that after what happened at SummerSlam, 
that Shane would end up having a match with Lesnar at WrestleMania. Do either of you two think that happens now? No. No. I, I don't of, I sort of think the, I sort of think the ball's already started rolling in another direction with what we saw at Survivor Series. Um, Out, even outside of Shane. Well, I'll take a lot from the dirt sheets. Plans changed. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I would say that they changed. I don't think we see Shane and Brock anytime soon, unless they run through this Goldberg thing real quick. But I'd assume if that's their big thing with Goldberg is that he could attract a crowd, they'll save him for WrestleMania. Yeah. I can't imagine they do. Unless maybe they realize people aren't as invested in it as it seems right now. Attention spans in 2016 are not what they were in 1986. Very ADD. Yes. So it is possible people are loving Goldberg right now and come the end of December, beginning of January, people may not care anymore. I never cared, so... I may not be the right person to judge that. You're kind of hoping that's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, I am. But I, I'd assume that Shane is not going to be anywhere near Brock for a while. Brock will be consumed with Goldberg until WrestleMania, is my guess. So it's a pretty sound guess. Yeah. I will, well, thank you. Um, so get to SmackDown. Dean Ambrose being a thorn in Shane McMahon's side was a big story throughout the show. A very entertaining thorn. Yeah. I'll, I'll give Dean credit, and we've said this before, that Silly Dean can either be great or it just undermines him as a character. I thought this was great because it kind of showed that he didn't care. He cared more about hurting AJ Styles than SmackDown winning. And he showed throughout the show how much he didn't care about SmackDown. They, even commentary mentioned it a few times, like things are so out of control tonight. Like things are all over the place. Like Dean Ambrose was really undermining the whole Chaotic. show. Yeah. I thought he was great as the Mountie. That was one of the highlights of the show. <laughs> the Mountie loved, always gets his man. And he almost couldn't keep himself from laughing when he had to say it. I don't know if either of you noticed. Yeah. That. Shane was almost laughing, too. Yeah, like he, he almost couldn't get through <laughs> saying it. I thought it. he was best when he came over and just laid a piece of pizza in Shane's hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was awesome. But Off entered around. Yeah, Shane comes out, brings out James Ellsworth. Called, did he call him the team MVP? Or no, yep. Dean called him the team MVP, yep. MVP, right? Basically, they spring the surprise on him that he's going to be offered a SmackDown Live contract. Your champion, AJ Styles, none too pleased. <laughs> he said, when do we hand out, since when do we start handing out contracts for undeserving, undeserved, no, what did he say? It's now the land of undeserved opportunity <laughs> on SmackDown, that this guy does not deserve a SmackDown Live contract. This guy earned it. Yeah. I worked my way up. So Blood, sweat, and tears. Yes. He then challenges Ellsworth to a ladder match for his contract, which Ellsworth, shockingly, decides to take him up on it, saying, I already beat you twice, AJ. Oh. <laughs> this, I know, probably got under your skin, Joe. Yeah, it was. Mine, too. <laughs> really? I was like, again? A couple choice words. And again, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. Once they, once they said that, and AJ was so excited they were going to get a ladder match, there's no way he'd win. I knew that wasn't how it was going to play out. I yeah, they, they went from having Ellsworth in the perfect role at the pay-per-view yeah. to overexposing him once again. And now maybe it was just a one-week thing because they're like, hey, we just gave this guy a contract. Let's give him one last. But they've been running this for the last right. however many weeks. So it's. But now he has his contract. I did, though, enjoy him hitting the no chin music <laughs> on AJ as he got back in the ring. And I thought it was very well played by AJ to get his foot tangled up in the rope. Yeah. 
Like, I thought that was a, that was actually a great spot to finish the match. Yeah. Because he hit him with his finisher, and AJ's just ankle stuck in the rope. As uh, And uh, uh, Dean having to kind of, like, coax him uh-huh. up the ladder. And it was just a cool moment to see the guy actually get the win like that. Now, I hope that's the end of him defeating AJ Styles. Well, he, well he's getting a WWE title match now. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yep. So he'll probably get down on SmackDown next week. Oh, you don't think you don't think that'll be the main event of a, a pay per view? Nah. Could that be a WrestleMania main event? Well, there's Please. eight main events. I know. <laughs> no, no. There's eight main events at WrestleMania. I'm, I'm joking. There's no chance of that. I, I wouldn't say no chance. That's kind of. Well, they would they would have something way bigger in store for AJ Styles than another match with James Ellsworth. The underdog story of the man with no chin. <laughs> yeah, I, I. The James Ellsworth thing I think needs to turn into what it is supposed to be as opposed to him being a main event player. Although I do like that Dean Ambrose has kind of taken him under his wing. Like, because when, when Dean got kicked out, didn't he ask him if he wanted to go out for wings? <laughs> <laughs> so that I liked. Um, the, did you at least enjoy the ladder match or did you just hate it? It was enjoyable, but I mean, I didn't want to say it. I've seen it before. Did I knew you like I Ambrose knew. coming out in the Ottawa Senators here <laughs> well, with the course. with the goalie mask? Every, everything Ambrose did this night was entertaining to me. I like <laughs> I like his little cut ins. Uh, he was always just a pest under Shane's skin, but it was always so much so, so that Shane actually had to leave. I was looking forward to him come back in the segments. What was he going to do this time? Yeah, what was he going to be? What, what what could he come up with this time? He just kept pulling pulling them all. Yeah, I, I give them credit for coming up with funny things for him to do literally throughout the show. And I, I've mentioned this on the show many times before, how much I like when something can go throughout the whole show. It's not just a segment here, a segment there. He actually lasted throughout the entire it's episode. themed. Yes. In her continental picture, we have the Miz and Maurice doing a, I guess, a photo shoot. Daniel Bryan, oh, he, I love that he called it misgiving. <laughs> he thought he was going to get a celebration in the ring, confetti, for retaining the Intercontinental Championship for the SmackDown brand. Daniel Bryan says that he actually embarrassed, embarrassed the, brand. the brand, and he was going to get a match with Kalisto. And this is actually almost a case of, and I don't think it'll ever actually be portrayed this way, but I, I know I've said before how much I like when the heel has a point. And The Miz has a point here because Dan, there is a lot of personal animosity that Daniel Bryan has toward The Miz. Like, uh, you know what? We're not going to. You did win. You did keep our, our coveted Intercontinental Championship on the show. But, you know, you embarrassed us, and now you have to face Kalisto, where Kalisto also lost. So it, there is this thing where he does have something against The Miz. I don't think they'll ever really pay that off. No. Where Daniel Bryan the way is like. It should be. Yeah. But I do think I do like that the Miz actually there's a logic for why he feels the way he does. He ends up getting a win at the hands of Baron Corbin again, who remains a giant thorn in the side of Kalisto. He's feuding with Kalisto, that's yeah. go get him. And then we get after the Miz wins, he takes a super kick from Ziggler, and we get this one more time. I hope it's the end. Because it was so refreshing watching him wrestle Sami Zayn. At um at Survivor Series, I just like the feud's been good. It's lost steam, yes, but I want it to be over. I have no doubt this match is going to be awesome because that's Dolph Ziggler. This is one of Dolph, 
Dolph Ziggler is underrated in ladder matches, in my opinion, because his match with Luke Harper was mm-hmm. awesome two years ago at TLC, at TLC. So I'm looking forward to his match, but I just want it to be over. Agreed. I do think it's good that it's at least a ladder match because at least it adds something to it. Another element to keep it fresh. Yeah. Like, it's something we haven't seen with the two of them, correct? Yeah, because these matches, they've all been different. Not individually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but all these matches, they've all they've all been different different kind of matches. Well, even though they're playing they play one on one matches, but they've been different, mm-hmm. and the stories have been different every time. So this is this is another aspect that I have to go through, and I'm looking forward to this match too. This could this arguably could be probably probably their best match. It could be, could but be, yeah. like we said, hope it's the last one. Yeah, I just want to know what's in the future for Miz. Where where are we going after this? Since we're trying to cut ties with... Well, like I asked about Sasha Banks, is there any chance of Ziggler actually winning the Intercontinental Championship back? No. I don't think so. So what percentage do you put it at, A-Low? I would say 80, but this is one thing... Of him winning it back or not winning it? Him not winning it. Him not winning it. Because this is is my thing. Ever since this feud started, Maurice has been involved Mm -hmm. in almost every finish. You don't think they should ban her from ringside at least one time to get a clean finish? Yes, in the no DQ match. <laughs> they should do that. In a clean finish? <laughs> get a clean finish for once and actually get her ready from ringside because she's been involved in almost every finish. She has been. Wasn't there a match she was banned from? No. I thought there was because I thought I remembered Ziggler saying, like, she won't be able to help you this time. No. She didn't hmm. get banned. She got, she got ejected once, but she didn't get banned from ringside. Or maybe that led us to theorizing she should be. Yeah, banned yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I said it because at least one one time she should be banned from ringside because she's the constant factor when the Miz retains the title. Right. So maybe in his last match she's like, okay, no spare squad, no worries. You or, do, you got to do this just by do yourself. Something clever, like something a little more interesting. Maybe Dolph Ziggler will pull a pair of handcuffs out from underneath. Mm-hmm. Or uh, better yet, cuff Miz to the uh, hang Maurice yeah. in a cage above the ring. <laughs> the Paul Aaron angle. <laughs> the try, it, and, and to have her try to bend the bars like China. Could she do it? China style? Yeah. yeah nah. No, of course not. Uh, the women, we had uh, Alexa pleading her case to Shane. When is she going to get this title shot? Uh, Natty ultimately blames Becky Lynch for the loss. Alexa does the same. They thought it was because she was so preoccupied with Alexa Bliss. She couldn't focus on the match. It's in her head. She is. Uh, Shane ultimately makes a match Natty versus Becky that night. Alo, I'll go to you first on this one because I know you've been enjoying what they've been doing with Natty lately. Did you enjoy her near, far, wherever you are? Loved it. Natty Light. My heart will go on. <laughs> I love that she did it. I loved how annoyed Alexa Bliss she was. She was like, so mad. Seriously? <laughs> are you seriously doing this? And then I love Dean. Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> Leo. Like, he just called that out immediately. And normally it would annoy me when they have a women's segment and then they have one of the guys come in and kind of steal the spotlight. But I thought that was awesome. I was laughing <laughs> awesome, so yeah. hard at that. Because she, le- she left before she even finished the sentence. Yeah. She's like, really, Natty? And is laughing. <laughs> so good. I heard it. Yeah, he goes, classic Leo. Celine Dion. Yeah, such a <laughs> so great good. moment from Dean Ambrose. Uh, Becky versus Natty with Alexa on commentary. My main takeaway from this match is how awful 
David Otunga is. I love Alexa just destroying him Me the whole too. time. He was so horrible. <laughs> he the, was. He, he'd never shut up. You're supposed he to be a Harvard it. lawyer. That would never hold up. Yeah, yeah she's like, you're a Harvard graduate, and you come to me with this? <laughs> yeah, that's your defense. You yeah. win in any case. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Destroy yeah, it. Yeah, he's horrible. And he, there was one thing he kept saying that was really annoying the crap out of me. I can't remember. It's probably well, he was better just, he was just, he was just speaking. That was just annoying. Yeah, you're right. That, that's all he really has to do. Uh, Becky wins via the disarmor, and then Alexa takes out Becky, being the consummate heel that she is. They are. You think they have, they have a stipulation on no, this match? Not yet. If, Will if they? Do you one. think? Um, the TLC period. Uh, yeah. No. We, we already got. We already got all the stipulations. Because we already got a TLC match, we have a ladder match, and we have a classic chairs match. But I think they'll have something in there. Well, I don't think so because they hit every, well, there's a tables match left that they didn't hit. But we have hit every every um, stipulation except for a tables match. And, and Nikki and Carmelo, they got no disqualification match. They can have an asylum match. Oh, let's oh. hope we get another asylum match. <laughs> the mecca of See, the asylum That would be incredible. Match. See, huh? huh? I feel like they... Eh, maybe they shouldn't have a stipulation just yet. I well, do I, think that that uh, Nikki and Carmella deserve one because that feud's been going on almost since, basically since Nikki came back. Mm-hmm. That feud's been going on, so that definitely warrants a, a, a stipulation. So yeah, I'm glad they got one. Because I know, like I said, the tables match is only the plain stipulation st- in this. The plain tables match is the only stipulation that's left that's not on the show yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who where that's going to go to. Maybe the tag team title match when, when we get to that. Situation, mm-hmm. but I would love for Nikki and Carm- um, Becky and Alexa to get a stipulation because they had Raw had the women going hell in a cell. Why didn't why not give the women on SmackDown a little love? Uh, yeah. have a stipulation. Okay, so if they get a stipulation, what stipulation would you like to see it be? I don't know because they were gave Nikki and Carmella no disqualification. That would have been perfect, perfect in either situ in either women's ma- women's match. No John Cena move match. <laughs> 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 I said the only stipulation left is a tables match, but they have nothing to do with tables. So I think what stipulation would you take, Joey? As far as this match? Yeah. For this match, I'd probably go chairs. But it's uh, so tough with, with Corbin with and Bella. Kalisto yeah. is a chairs match. Why? I don't need a stipulation. I guess they got to give some reason for for it to be legal. Well, for yeah, to and win. It's, it's a gimmick pay per view, so it's like, ah, oh, we need yeah, a gimmick. The, the only thing left is the table match. Just to do it, yeah. Um, yeah, Car- I liked Carmella and Nikki's locker room segment. Mm-hmm. Like I, Carmella, and I remember you specifically saying this at the beginning, which I think we all agreed with, that she needed to be talking less on her entrance. She was saying like lines and lines of dialogue coming down to the ring. And they did, but now that she she did an unbelievable promo with Alexa Bliss leading into Survivor Series. I love that promo. This, I thought, was almost just as good. She, I mean, the fact that she's giving better promos than Nikki. That's not hard. It's not that it's hard, <laughs> but Nikki's been doing this forever. Mm-hmm. And she's already passed your most popular female on your roster. So I'm I'm happy to see that from Carmella, and hopefully they allow her to... To do it more, I I hope they give her that opportunity. Um, you mean Carmella passed me on the <laughs> mic? <laughs> I'm the best. I'm fearless. I'm fearless. Loser. Fearless. Uh, tag team division. What was it? Tag team turmoil. Yeah, tag last team night? turmoil. Mm-hmm. Who won? 
Do you want to know? Yeah, I, I watched American it. American Alpha. Just, did they? And yeah. then the Wyatt cutscene cut. So that I saw. That that was all I took from it. Actually, it was actually pretty entertaining. I mean, some of the falls were real quick in the beginning, but it, it got better. If you look at my notes, I have tag, tag team turmoil, and then the next note is Wyatt's take on all teams. I, I guess I must have said <laughs> Oh, no. The American Alpha beat the Usos, and then the, <laughs> they, the cut to the Wyatt. got the win, and I was kind of, yeah, I was like, yeah, American Alpha's finally getting that push, then come in the Wyatt's. Yeah, so now the Wyatt's are, are going to be a so, tag team? So now? next week is Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton against American Alpha, and the winners fa- go to TLC to face Slater and Rhino. Um, for God's sake. So, they make the wives look strong at Survivor Series. They make Alpha where they're supposed to be in contention for the tag yeah, team Yeah, so titles. you look like you're where you and want now, to be. And now one of them is already getting, getting pushed back. Is it me or does that not make sense? No sense whatsoever. Uh, well, it's progress. <sighs> None. It, it's progressing yeah. the whole Orton Wyatt yeah. thing because this Orton Wyatt thing is nothing but the Daniel Bryan storyline, Daniel Bryan Wyatt storyline. But they're gonna tr- they're trying to do it right this time. But what but expense? At what expense? They're trying to build a story. Like Randy Orton sacrificed himself for Bray Wyatt's Survivor Series. So now it's like, okay, Bray's like, okay, this guy's on our side. So now we're a formidable team. So now it's like, okay, we're gonna end up in tag team turmoil. I do think they end up do beat American Alpha, and then at, at, at TLC, who knows what's gonna happen between those two. I can tell you what's gonna happen to TLC if they go if they beat American Alpha. What do you think? They're gonna win the titles. I don't. I'm not sure because I'm saying this is a Daniel this is the Daniel Bryan Wyatt storyline, but they're trying to do it the right way this time. So what do you think? How long do you think this lasts? Do you do you think they get this title match and then Orton screws over Bray? I see. I don't even want them in this match, but I understand why they do it. They're doing it. I don't want them near the tag team titles because I know what this storyline basically is. But it's kind of up in the air, up in the air, what's going to happen at TLC? Because I do think they're going to win this match. Because if or if Orton turns on Wyatt, cool. the, on Can we have something week? happen where maybe it'd be a triple threat. For the I don't think that'll happen for the championship. I don't think that'll happen. Be- I don't kind think of protect happen. American Alpha in this too. I don't think that'll happen because a loss to Randy Orton, as boring as he is, it won't hurt American Alpha because it's Randy Orton. So. If they do get to TLC, I have no idea what's going to happen because like I said this is nothing but the um, Brian Wyatt thing, but they're trying to do it right. So doing it right would be them just playing it out a little longer. Before. Playing it out long because Dan Brown's on the Wyatt film like a week. So essentially, the tag team turmoil didn't mean anything. I guess we'll see. I don't know. I, like I said, I must have zoned out. I was just like, okay, this thing must be over. Now the Wyatts are somehow involved in. It. I have no idea yeah, what's going on. Yeah, well, it didn't on. mean anything because that match was just a match. Yeah, the last note I had from SmackDown was Kane and Corbin. I think I might have fast-forwarded it. I don't even remember. <laughs> you fast-forwarded. Kalisto interfered. Did he? Oh, I did see that. And then he had the chair, and he just kept saying, come on. Yeah. Over and over again, he said, come on, like 45 times. Yeah. <laughs> and then he threw, the chair, he threw the chair up and hit him with, like, a spinning heel kick in yeah. the chair. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Ender Predator. Come on! Yeah. <laughs> come on! Lucha thing, come on! Yeah, that's the Lucha thing. Do, do we have anything else from SmackDown that was worth talking about? No. Joey, anything from SmackDown? I'm thinking, I'm racking the brain. I mean, that's... Oh, you know what? Get David Otungo off my television. Please. We don't. It's, we especially don't need four guys at that announce table on SmackDown. Send home to Jennifer it's Hudson. It's so stupid. That's all you, just stay home with Jennifer Hudson. JBL right. dropped the line about Jennifer Hudson. I forgot what exactly what they said. I feel like he brings her up a lot. He always talks about her being like an Oscar winner or whatever it was. Um, so SmackDown was okay, I guess. Better Raw. than Raw. Better than Raw. 
Yeah, Raw was what Raw is. 205 Live starts next week. I am making this declaration right now. I am not watching 205 Live, so when we get if we are going to talk about that on the show, somebody else is going to have to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not adding another hour to my WWE watching. You can't entertain me enough with the time I'm already spending, so I'm not investing <laughs> You're anymore. You're not investing yet until, until they know. come up with a better product. Yeah. So if you guys want to fill me on, on what happens on 205 Live, feel free, but I'm not... Unless just, somebody tells me it's worth the hour of my time. I'll give you a text-by-text play, buddy. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> is that better? It is. It's better. So it's like yeah. watching when you're not watching. Yeah, do we have any listener questions? Yes, we do. We got a few from Donovan and Lodal Lloyd, no relation. Okay. He's very angry at us, by the way. Is he? What for? Because we keep giving NXT heat. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was not... I know he was not happy when I brought it up a few weeks ago. Yeah, right. He was to our takeover review. He was like, you guys are going to stop being so hard on NXT. I'm like, <laughs> it's the truth. Well, here's what, I'll, here's what I'll say to Donovan, who is a great friend of the show. I think that's almost a compliment to what NXT had accomplished for the two previous years, is that they raised the bar so high. If, if it was always just pretty good, we'd be okay with it being pretty good. But it was excellent for so long that now that it's not quite excellent... It's a high standard. Yeah, they set high standards for themselves. and So it's not as much of a diss on NXT as it's kind of... It's kind of a credit to how good it was. Yeah, and we're not we're not bashing we're not we're not completely bashing. We understand the situation they're in. It's just we it's want to get better. We, we see the potential there, but we just want to get kind of accelerated a bit. Yeah, and that that was kind of the point Donovan had made made to me was like that they're in a stage right now where they were probably three years ago, where there there are people over the next few months who we will see get to the point they need to be. Just not quite there yet. And I guess in NXT we should expect it's going to be cyclical. They're not. It's not going to be a perfect transition where there's always a new star waiting, especially when a bunch of people left all at once for the draft. Mm-hmm. So they're they're kind of in a really tough spot, and they're they don't really quite know what they are right now. Mm-hmm. But what was what were Donovan's question? All right, he says he asks, do you think the Roman the Roman and Rollins will get back into the tag team picture and possibly challenge a new day during their title reign? Hmm, you want to take that one first? No. <laughs> that would be my answer. All right, now I forget the question. I'm not expecting to be denied on that. <laughs> what, what was the question again? You weren't being denied. I was answering it very, very abruptly. Right. <laughs> Do you think that Roman and Rollins will get back into the tag team title picture and possibly end the New Day's title reign? I'd be surprised if they did. But if, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it if they did. It could be kind of cool if they did. But, yeah, I'm going to say no. How about yeah, you, Joe? I'm going I'm to say no, too. No. So that was your no. Your no yeah. wasn't about taking the question first. Yeah, but it, it kind of played out that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just misunderstood. Well, it, with great outcome, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> and he also asked, do you think Jericho <laughs> wanted a Shinsuke Nakamura hoodie during the Rollins-Owens match is a main roster Easter egg? It's definitely an Easter egg. Uh, whether it's predictive of anything, I don't know. It could be a, what do they call it, a red herring? <laughs> they just want to make people think? Because that was Derek's prediction that Shinsuke was going to show up in place of Shane on Survivor Series, right? Mm-hmm. That didn't happen, but I'd imagine how much more can they really have Nakamura do in NXT? It, he doesn't really need to be... Well, for what for what 
it really it's supposed to be so-called quote-unquote developmental. Mm-hmm. They don't need him there because what are you going to teach Shinsuke Nakamura? Right. You think that was an Easter egg saying that Shinsuke is going to be on the on the SmackDown roster soon? No. I, I don't think that's what it was. I mean, it's Jericho being Jericho. <laughs> yeah. And there's a popular wrestler. He's like, oh, I'll wear a Shinsuke. <laughs> this will be fun. Yeah, yeah Sinkar beat me up. I'll wear his mask. Ayla, you know? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, I don't think so at all because I think Shinsuke, Mar- Shinsuke Nakamura would benefit being on SmackDown because he won't have to be on the main show in the, right. with the bright lights. So that's what I think about that. And um, that's it for you yeah, for tonight because we already hit on his Goldberg at questions. All right. Well, anybody have any other thoughts they'd like to contribute before we get out of here? Joseph? I'm sexy. Well, you are that. There's no dispute there. Just touching on it. I think our listeners are... I'm literally uh, touching on it. I think our listeners are devastated they haven't seen you on video. I know. That's kind of like... It's devastating. By the, I, will, I will say this, though. You, there will be video the next time you're on the show. So anybody who's disappointed they have not gotten to visually see Mr. Sexy Punakana then now forever, you will the next time he's here. The ha- banana hammock and all. <laughs> yeah. Look at those guns. Yeah, we could we can only hope. My god gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the show for this week, the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast, the MVP, the most valuable podcast in the wrestling podcast community. Halo, I know you have something you want to say before we get out of here. Tell your friends to get with our friends. We could be friends. We do this every every Wednesday night. Five star, five star, five star, five star, five star reviews on iTunes, Pop Band, Stitcher, and the NXT Takeover Toronto review is now available as well. And the ultimate, the well, the ultimate warrior <laughs> tribute with Paul Carboni is also available. <laughs> so that is the show for tonight. For Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, CK Joe Rodermill. For the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, traveling all the way from Budapest, Hungary, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.